Well, we have our intro. Are you are you on a job right now? I am. Are you are you in the the keys? Are I you allowed am. to say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm asking. This is too personal. I'm asking too much. I think by the time this airs, I will be back. Okay, very good, very good. Yeah, I saw you uh, painted some shipping container or something. That was it's pretty cool. That's it. Nice. Well, before we uh, get too uh, deep in the stack here, <clears throat> we have some news. A couple things here. We uh, we rebranded. We renamed we ourselves. Did. We did like every great business. That's right. After many years <laughs> of, of brand loyalty, that's right. We uh, we rebranded because uh, listen, the exchange has nothing to do with movies, <laughs> and uh, we talk about food a lot more than we ever expected to. And so, Nate, you came up with our new name, which you can. Why don't you tell our listeners what what, what are we called now? Sure, our podcast is now movies on the side. Mm. I feel like I need to get a jingle for that or something. That'd be right. pretty good. I, I mean, I think you have the uh, requisite uh, tools to put something together. You no, have the I'll eye you, and the creative mixing of a a young, young, young five-year-old John Williams. And so you can go to moviesontheside.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Movies on the Side. If you already followed us before, you're you're still following us. I hacked into your computers and, and did that. <laughs> don't don't worry about it. Took care of that for you. You didn't and, uh, even we, notice. No, no. And uh, so yeah, we think that reflects our uh, movies with a side of mashed potatoes or uh, Baja Blast or what have you. And uh, another piece of news for our faithful listeners: we have set up a Patreon, which is a website patreon.com slash movies on the side where if you so choose you can uh, give us money to offset the cost of renting these terrible movies and if right and if you just enjoy the show and laugh and uh, would like to continue to hear nate and i uh, discuss things like mayonnaise or maybe just movies you can tell <laughs> us uh, there and i think we're also going to do some special bonus content available only to subscribers there Right, a little special something, something for those who want to get in on the bottom floor of this. Uh, what's the term? Enter- for enterprise. Three-dimensional triangle, like mm, tesseract. Uh, yes, pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, and if uh, you find five friends, that's right. And so they we'll, find five more. Well, wait a minute. So I'm gonna put links to show notes to all that. Uh, we'd love your support, and uh, let us know. Uh, I like the show too there as well. And uh, we have a special guest coming later in this episode. Just want to sneak that in there as well. I'm pretty oh. excited. Real quick before we get to the epic movies that we're going to be talking Woo. about today. Uh, you sent me a picture of a troubling image. <laughs> uh, a McDonald's advertisement with some fries and a, what is a quarter pounder with cheese maybe? Something like that. Maybe a Big Mac. Tough to tell. Yeah. Just sitting with the fries strewn about on the tray table of an aeroplane. Uh, I have a lot of problems with this. I mean, l- listen, yeah. I think we're both a little OCD. Is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know about you. I know you fly a lot. I, When it comes to that tray table, I am very selective about what I place there. And I always try to wipe it down as much as possible. 
uh, before because right leave the world better than when you when you found it <laughs> that's right it's like when I was a Royal Ranger you leave the campsite better than the way you found it that's that's a, that's a rule yeah uh, I don't know about you but I would never ever put food that I was going to put in my mouth on that tray table with no barrier say oh, like, yeah. yeah plastic napkins Abs- something absolutely right right for the most part i mean like i guess if i'm going to get like crazy if a pretzel falls out of my bag i can snatch mm. it up quick five second rule it and like i'll risk it but okay, I, okay yeah. here's the thing really okay really real talk a solid solid items items uh, dry pretzels right, for example exactly, right. i feel like they don't have a chance to necessarily absorb this may not be scientific but not like <laughs> The spongent quotient is right, low. Right. Therefore, on the hardness scale, which is what is that called? Oh, diamond is ten. Yeah, diamond is ten. It's the hardness scale. Pretzel, pretzels are five. No, there's a term. No, okay. Gonna, anyway, look, yeah. Anyway, I'll look it up. Keep keep talking. Well, okay, okay. Um, like for example, a, a pretzel or a right. hard chip. Like I'll snag that off because it, it's not very absorbent, not very Mo- soft. It's the Mohs hardness scale. Yes, Mohs. Yes. I'm so sorry, Doctor Mohs. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Dr. So, but like a hot, a hot greasy fry, Blah. or a hot, a hot bun. No. That just soaked up whatever was there before, Ugh. and whatever was there before could very well have been. I mean, they don't wipe these off between flights. No. Could very well have been the forearm of a person who was taking a nap on that tray table. It could have the been their drool, before. their drool, oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As they're no, that's sleep drool. You know, and bread is very spongy. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It can pick up a lot Low of low mos, two mos. <laughs> <laughs> See, like an M M&M, and M, I feel like is the canonical candy that if you drop it, you got a couple seconds, you can eat it. Now, sure. an M M&M and M that you've been holding for a minute. That the color has begun to run onto your skin? No, mm. that mm-hmm. is too far mm-hmm. down the scale. You have you have to come back, and uh, yeah. So not that. And let like, me, yeah. Let me put it in uh, a term that everyone can understand. Oh, please. The um, the object that you're eating, and the surface yes. that you're coming into contact with. If either of those is greater than or equal to two on that hardness scale, right. So if it's like M M&M and M on hardwood, got it, no problem. M M&M and M onto a uh, Berber carpet gets worse. M M&M and M on shag carpet. Mm. So leave is that it. Hard, so leave is it and move away. Is the hardness scale the lower the number, the harder it is? So like M M&M and M is one. Oh, oh, you know, you're right. I had that messed up. So we should do the hardness on the on the high end. Right. right, you want right. you want the both of the hardness levels of the both the object and the surface to equal fifteen right. or more. If anything comes less than fifteen, mm. abandon the food item. If That's it's right. less than two, abandon the food item and the surface. Don't even try to clean it. Roll up the carpet. In my in my opinion, the worst would be discounting li- like straight liquids. I would say chocolate pudding mm-hmm. on shag mm-hmm. carpet. There we go. That's a one-one. That's a that's a total of two. You leave it. Just leave it. <laughs> and on the on the far other end, I would say a what's harder than an M and M? I mean, M and M's pretty up there. Jawbreaker. Mm, so a jawbreaker on a pristine or a malt ball. 
No, because those are chocolate. They're going to start melting. Uh, if you don't have chocolate on top of them, yeah, it could fair, just be uh, regular old enough, malt. Fair enough. I would say on a pristine piece of glass, that's like a 1010. Mm. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. It can uh, sit there for about a minute. It doesn't matter. You'll yeah. be fine. But that tray table, I think you, we also need to – this might be a long show. We need to take into consideration the average cleanliness of a surface. Now, Oof. an airplane tray table is hard – Maybe in that two or three range, but the right. cleanliness way down. I mean, you got an accumulation. So it's a multiplier, is what you're saying. Mm, that's right. <laughs> right, right. Or or division. I don't know. This is <laughs> oh, an yeah, imperfect yeah, scale. Yeah, right. It's we'll a Venn diagram. We'll write. <laughs> yeah. Right, and the if it's, if it's the first flight out, they may have all got wiped down in between. Now, no. I will not cast aspersions on any particular uh, flight. Um, uh, company, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I don't United. think those. I don't think those trays are wiped in between. No, each no. flight, no, especially t- in this economy, flights. As soon as they everyone gets off, the next crew is getting down. You got to cross your seatbelt underneath you. Basically, mm-hmm. just buckle in the next person because they're already so, on. Get the cattle, just herding cattle. So anyway, a hamburger and fries, uh, I would never touch those. And I just find it to be a very strange presentation. Uh, that was on a large food. a large billboard in O'Hare. A large billboard. Oof. Nope, nope. At least put it on a, a tray. You know, one of those like uh, well, know, styrofoam yeah, tray. I think, I think, I mean, it belongs, sandwich, those hamburgers belong in the plastic wrap or the cardboard right. box they come in. Yes, exactly. That, that ser- should serve as your tray. But I understand that in a, it was a beautifully photoshopped aesthetic uh, they didn't want that wrapper underneath, but they didn't consider. Hold on a second. Right. What? A, but that tray. I mean, not only is it dirty. Mm. Imagine if you're the next person and you fold Ooh. your tray down, and on there is just a little grease smear. Blah. So I'm very excited today that we have a special guest, a Jurassic Park expert, and the biggest fan of the new Jurassic World movie, Fallen Kingdom, Matthew Glover. Thank you for joining us, Matthew. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and that was a lie about Fallen Kingdom. I know you don't like that movie either. Yeah, I hate that movie. Uh, oh, yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> so it would have so, it would have made for a great podcast, though. Yeah, right. So uh, we were originally going to talk about Jurassic Park three. So I think we should uh, briefly go through Jurassic Park three, and then I would love to touch on Fallen Kingdom because it's fresh in my mind after consuming it last night, and uh, it's problematic to say the least. But oof. Do you remember Jurassic Park three, Matt, as a Jurassic expert? Um, well, Jurassic expert. I'm I'm an expert on Jurassic Park one. Um, I've watched that <laughs> one, one out about of five. 20, 20 million times. Mm-hmm. I've watched the second one, Lost World, a few times, and I've lost. Uh, I've watched number three every time it comes on TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is excellent because I just watched. The first Jurassic Park about two nights ago with fresh adult eyes, which I had not mm. seen it since I was maybe uh, 15. Um, and mm. I have some Jurassic Park original, some questions that oh. maybe our, oh. our guests could answer. Ooh. That would be great. Well, let's briefly then talk about Jurassic Park 3 because this was actually a listener request. But let me just say, after the first two, Jurassic Park 3 is pretty bad. I, I will disagree. say the main. You disagree? Yeah, I would say it's not bad. It's not a bad movie because I've watched it multiple times. 
Compared to uh, one and two, though? Oh, it's worse than... I mean, it's better than two, in my opinion. We can get to this in our ranking. This is... See, I think, uh, this yeah, is I think it's. I think it's just below two. It's not worse than two. Well, just below two meaning slightly worse? <laughs> slightly. But not worse. Okay. Like, you can't, like, you can't label it worse. It's just not as good. So... I think that's literally the same thing, Matt. But okay. So not as good, but not worse, but not equal. Does that sound right? <laughs> Perfect. Yes. All right. Let, let's get into <laughs> okay, it. Good, okay. So, okay. Now, wait. Okay. First of all, Jurassic Park 3, the main monster dinosaur, whatever the weird name is that they call it. The Spinosaurus? Sp- for, okay. Terrible that name. That is correct. Also, the fakest looking dinosaur, I think. In any Jurassic Park movie, except for maybe that brontosaurus. Do you mean like World. fake as in the design, or fake as in the CGI? As in the CGI, like I feel like a couple times they probably should have used CGI, and they instead used a giant puppet, and it looked pretty bad. Especially when that plane first crashed in the forest, and you see it like honking its rubber nose like up the plane body. Oh, I thought that was Man. a cool scene. Yeah, I did too. I'm gonna I love how we get to team up on you in this, Steven. I like the Spinosaurus. <laughs> it's a cool scene, like like what was happening in it, but I think the dinosaur looked pretty bad. Well it looked better than Jurassic World one with the Brontosaurus that was dying. <laughs> that Brontosaurus was pretty bad, yeah. That I was know. horrible. But even what about like uh, you had to T.A. Leone just like screaming in the forest for 20 minutes. I mean, I didn't, I don't know, compared to some of the character development in the other ones, she okay. felt kind of. Okay, let's, okay. I'll put, I will put Taya Leone and William H. Macy against any of the crew in Lost World. That includes. You didn't like Jeff I, Goldblum? Okay, no. Except, Jeff Goldblum's two except, scenes that were like 10 seconds long apiece. <laughs> I was not a huge I was not a huge Julianne Moore fan. I liked his daughter was just fine. Vince Vaughn felt like the guy from Godzilla, the cameraman dude. <laughs> the animal. Yeah. Right. And uh the other guy, yeah, I don't know. Now wait a minute. Okay. Are you both telling me the scene in Lost World where they're hanging off the cliff and the RV is vertical? And you know Julianne Moore falls and lands I on that like sheet it. of glass. You didn't like that scene? That's I not like, my favorite scene out of that yeah. movie. Okay, I, I'll give you my little uh, take here. We'll go to Lost World for a second. the The glass cracking is fun. I think the like the sound mixing there and the whole like push your hand down, more glass cracks. That is great. But they hang out there for like, a good twelve minutes while the other guy operates the winch. In the rain, <laughs> and when when th- that whole thing slides off the end, it falls around them in the most perfect way. Two yeah. hinged cars through, and like that that whole action scene had no point to the story. And that's all I have to say about that. But I did like seeing that dude ripped in half by the T-Rex now, mama. I can't remember if it was Jurassic Park 2 or 3 where they had the raptors in the field. That was 2. That, that was is 2. That okay, is that's cool. my favorite scene of 2. Yeah, and that's a great one. Yeah, it's a great because one. Because that, that, was, that was iconic for me, but the yeah. RV scene was not that great for me. Like, I wasn't excited about that. What about the, the guy with all the little dinosaurs? Like, those little guys, uh, they get their comeuppance in that second movie. You know what I'm saying? Oh, 
This, this you know is that he troubling. was he was the Russian guy from Armageddon. That actor. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, I was going to okay. say get to the chopper, but that's not you know, uh, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, so I I watched that movie recently too on Lost World, and you know they they didn't kill off that little girl at the beginning, and that was my worry when I watched it again. Oh uh, yeah, as an adult, I'm glad that she was just injured, but yeah, that dude got wrecked. You guys didn't like uh, the end scenes with the T Rex in San Diego? No, I did not personally. I, I liked it. It was good. So you guys are both telling me that you would put Jurassic Park three. Well, uh, we already no, discussed d- this. Yeah, not above you, and not below. <laughs> not on the, I'm putting not Jurassic, on the same yeah, level either. I'm putting three above. Definitely. Oh. I'm not putting three above. Okay. Well, now in three, like the guy who steals the eggs, his character. I feel like that's kind of meh. Eh. I mean, I don't know. I like William H Macy. I don't feel like he does the his best performance in this movie they are estranged or divorced and they kind of come back together in tragedy the kid who played in the disney original movie genius as chad and Chaz, was in i thought he was fine the uh sam neil i wish he was in lost world because i think he's one of my favorite characters and when he gets brought back into this against his will which we can talk about people returning to islands that they should never return to later on. <laughs> Every movie after the first one, yeah. Right. I loved the pterodactyls like on the foggy bridge. The parachute, yeah, the parachute scene was good with the fogginess. I will give you the raptor like skull calling thing. You know, where the where yeah, thank you. Where where Sam Neill like talks to the raptors by blowing in their skull, whatever. That's fine. I don't know. It was also. Ah, what about the ending? Like they run to the beach and it's just like the entire army is there, like just in the nick of time to not really save them for anything. They're just on the beach. How does how does Lost World end? We're just gonna close the door on this T Rex right. in the boat. Yeah, they shoot him with a trank and they close the door. <laughs> and then that uh, you know, the guy with the glasses gets his own because you know he was trying to exploit them, and then the the little T Rex eats him. Yeah, uh, talking about three. Three is the one with the pterodactyl cage, and yeah. that's an amazing scene. Mm-hmm. That is a super tense scene. Yeah. You. What about the ending, though, Matt? Did you do you like the ending in three, where they just um, come? To I the usually, beach? I actually have a problem with most movie endings um, because most movies fall off on that third act. Like it feels like they try to rush everything, and so you have to have a way to get them off the island, and so you just ex machina off, them off with the, the army. Right. The Navy and the Marines were sent by Ellie or L or Ellie. Yeah, I don't know. Even like the final, the final scenes where they're like the satellite phone is sliding around the boat and the Spinosaurus is like you know looking like a rubber duck in the water. I don't know. You know they actually um, they put that scene in number three because that scene was actually supposed to be in number one with the T Rex in the water. Oh, yeah. It was in the original. It was in the book, and it was originally in the the script, the original script. <sighs> well, all right. I I did not expect this. I, I was ready that we were all just going to dump on three, and you guys over here. <laughs> I think it had some. I think it had some cool points. And I think maybe it's because I watched them in order. I watched one, two, and three like almost back to back to back, and yeah. it felt like. We can go into this more later. I feel like one had a bunch of character and heart and is awesome. Two was like uh, 
Faster and Furious, sir, the dinosaur edition, where I think <laughs> at that point Steven Spielberg, which like he later went on to say like I didn't, I just I didn't have the heart for this while I was making it, and then I. Th- I feel like three when Joe Johnston came back to or because he had wanted to do Lost World, but he got a chance to direct. I felt like they brought a little bit of heart back because I actually cared about the characters a little bit more in three than I did in two. And I thought the dinosaur action was about equal between the two. What about the kind of ridiculousness of that kid surviving on the island for eight weeks or whatever by himself? I mean, I feel like, you know, the fact that he was able to hide in that whatever gas tank mm-hmm. like every other human being in Jurassic Park like dies and has no survival skills but like this nine-year-old kid can do it uh, he had All read right. both of Alan Grant's books Stephen he was well versed in dinosaurs uh-huh. his uncle definitely did not even escape that <laughs> right that. exactly like Parachute. I don't know okay well mm-hmm. let's get on something we can all bash Jurassic no, World Fallen Kingdom. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I want to win it. We'll, we'll get, we may get back to this in the ranking because I okay. think my rankings are going to be very problematic compared to yours. <laughs> Both of yours, maybe. Uh, so anyway, Fallen Kingdom. You guys watched it recently? I saw it. I, I saw it in theaters the, the first Cinema day and movie. vowed never to see it again. <laughs> I saw it last <laughs> night. Oh, good. That's, that's when I saw it. Uh, I think I... You guys would disagree. I was originally going to say Jurassic Park 3 might be one of the worst ones, but after seeing Fallen Kingdom, can we all agree that this is probably on the bottom of the list? There's no probably about it. Fallen Kingdom is, <laughs> it is. Fallen Kingdom is number 505. That is correct. I think we can all yes. come together. Yes. I did that too. I thought it was hilarious, and I wonder how much Jeff Goldblum was paid to like sit at a table and read a couple lines. He had <laughs> as much like, screen time. I, I like... I would like to actually count it out. He had as many seconds in the trailer as he did in this movie. <laughs> he couldn't. He couldn't be bothered to be in a in a shot more than one day in one outfit in one courtroom. Thanks. I know one set. Yeah. I'll collect my. I check think he had out. more. I think he had more screen time in the promotional material than he did. Yeah, in the right. Movie. I, I actually thought he was back. Like I thought he was back in these movies, and I was watching. It, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> He's not in any of it. He's just in that court scene. He has a nice, he has a nice beard, though. I'll say that. Maybe. It is a good beard. I believe in some uh, other things that I was reading about Fallen Kingdom, they were asked, uh, I'm not sure if it was the director was asked about getting Sam Neill and um, Laura Dern into this, into Fallen Kingdom, and he was like, well, this is Jeff Goldblum's time to shine in this movie. And I was like, <laughs> his time to shine? <laughs> it is a glorified cameo. It's, it's basically a voiceover that they decided to turn on a camera for because yeah he just yeah jeff yeah. goldblum never met chris pratt they they never met <laughs> that's true Except yeah, that's on the true. red carpet maybe <clears throat> now i will say i like chris pratt and despite the many problems of this movie i still like him in these movies do you guys agree or do you not like him in these movies i don't like his character if his character mm-hmm. was different somehow um then maybe hmm did you like him in the first Jurassic World? No, I hated the first Jurassic World too. Oh, how oh. about you, Nate? Well, okay, I am a. Don't change I'm your a, opinion just because you and Matt agree up until this point. No, no, no. I, I actually liked the first Jurassic World. Um, mm-hmm. Chris Pratt 
does a lot of smoldering in this movie. <laughs> and now that I'm thinking about it, he did a lot of smoldering in the first Jurassic World, but I was kind of enamored with the way he wears a good Henley. Yes, and uh, maybe it's just like a small man crush on that guy. But right. Chris Pratt is so manly <laughs> in these <laughs> movies. And, pro- and not really anything else. Uh, but I'm fine at times with the hero just kind of being a a flat character. The problem is if you don't surround him with uh, full, well-developed characters, he's just kind of one of one of eight flat yeah. characters. Yeah, the whole bad guy who's trying to like auction off these dinosaurs. I don't like him. I don't think he does. I don't. Mean, he doesn't do a good job. And that auctioneer guy, I, I didn't like any of that. It felt really comic booky. But, <sighs> okay, uh, so in in Jurassic World, colon Fallen Kingdom. Thank you. Um, there's a premise in this movie that I can't quite get behind, and that is the. I've seen all these movies. In this world, they have seen all that has happened in all Jurassic Parky things before. And I feel like both uh, maybe Owen and whatever uh, Dallas Bryce Howard's yeah, character's her, name her is. Character. Yeah. Um, they don't really seem worried about going to rescue these dinosaurs and moving them to another island. And they seem to kind of trust this random uh james cromwell right pretty easily after getting burned by ingen in the last movie as in every right. other movie before almost yeah and i also feel like there's a, there's a lot of moments that just steal from old jurassic park movies so like the uh when the little girl who we could talk about her being a clone in a moment oh. but, spoilers <laughs> but when she's in the dumbwaiter and the raptor's like coming at her and she's trying to pull down the door, that felt like a straight rip from the kitchen scene in the original Jurassic Park. Right. Which mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if something's a callback, okay, but that felt like so on the nose, like you just didn't come up with a different idea. And in the same way, like when the Mission Impossible style team is like looking at the bad people take away all the dinosaurs in cages. That felt like Lost World when Vince Vaughn and all them were watching the yep. guys caged up. I was get like, out it feels the, like get out the binoculars. Yeah. Right, right. It just feels like they're just pulling all these old scenes and I don't know. Didn't feel original or good or anything like that. Or like even a good callback. Matt, what do you think? Uh, I, I I agree. Again, I saw it when it first came out, and so I've I've almost forgotten all the details of <laughs> the movie. Purpose. Um, probably on purpose. It's probably actually repressive. It's probably my mind is trying to, you know, guard me from those, those things. Um, but I mean, I hated, I I hated the fact that even the whole concept that Jurassic World brought back Dr. Wu, who was like such a minor character in Jurassic Park, you know, like to bring him back as like the ultimate bad guy who's selling off these dinosaurs and and all this stuff like that I, I just thought that was cheap i thought it was you know i thought they tried too hard to bring callbacks to mind like the the ele- right. the dumbwaiter scene yeah. and um having dr Wu in there the whole series the doctor or the jurassic world series trying to bring yeah. him back i don't believe him in this movie either like i don't think he he doesn't sell me on his passion for like you know that thing's a prototype. No. You know, it's you can't be. And I don't, I don't buy 
that right and then the whole the whole thing with uh oh the indominus raptor needs a mom that's why it's so bad <laughs> uh, <laughs> i thought that was the dumbest thing i've ever heard yeah well that was bad they they keep producing new the the star b- scary dinosaur in each of these movies right. and i just i can't help but i roll at the the new Indoraptor. It's a terrible name, yeah. I was like, okay, so cool, Red. cool, cool, cool. Okay. <laughs> Here's the new, new bad one. Like, the next is going to be like, oh, we made a slightly bigger Indoraptor for the next one. Right. You know what's with- super scary? The giant, giant ocean. Yeah. Whatever that dinosaur that escaped at the end of the last movie, that deserves yeah. its own movie because that thing just around in the ocean. Yep. That's scary. Yeah, and like there's the scene so first of all, the girl being a clone, I felt like was super weird to throw in there. And it felt like it was part like that that was part of a plot of a whole different movie that they just imported into the story to be weird. But then like the scene where all the dinosaurs are dying because some poison gas is filling their chambers. And Bryce Dallas Howard is like, no, we can't let them out. And then that little clone girl like opens the gate and Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard are like, oh, well, she did it. I guess it's okay. And I'm like, huge ramifications for these wild dinosaurs. Well, there's, the a deep, there's a deep, deep connection between she is a clone, these dinosaurs are clone, and if you're willing to kill them in the gas chamber... Are you willing to do that to me? She says with her eyes. I think is what the movie is trying to say. Yeah, there was a better be- way to execute that whole <laughs> button sequence. <laughs> how would how how were you thinking? Um, I I actually watched uh, a YouTube video where a guy talks about a better way to have done that, and I oh. typically I tend to agree with him. And what he was saying was because the idea of the Raptors becoming they're smarter, they're becoming smarter. And and you even have Blue, who's very very intelligent. You know that it can even be trained and knows how to communicate with humans and stuff like that. Um, that if you would have had where Blue is now on the side of Chris Pratt and all like that, sees these dinosaurs dying, then the the dinosaur itself presses the button. Then you're like, oh man, this dinosaur understands even more than we thought. And hmm. then become then you set up that would have been, possibly been a setup to. Now blue will be the villain for the next Jurassic World. Rise instead, of the now planet of the Raptors. Right now, but now it's just kind <laughs> of like, oh, there's like a handful of wild dinosaurs, and we're supposed to believe that's going to change the outcome of the entire world. And a bunch well, of them, yeah. only one of them. So good luck uh, reproducing and getting <laughs> not dying out. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I was wondering about that. And like the final scene where like blue is on the precipice overlooking a village <laughs> or a city or whatever and it's supposed to feel triumphant i guess or something but i'm like she's about to eat all those people <laughs> like, <laughs> this is about to be carnage in that city <laughs> it's supposed to be this like almost good right. feeling ending i couldn't tell and i know they're setting up a, another which did you guys see the cut scene at the end post credit scene yes. oh there was post credit scenes <laughs> the, yes there was exactly one that was all of about five seconds long an intern and worked on this animation all year. <laughs> they basically had a couple of pterodactyls fly into Las Vegas, which I assume is the setup for the next movie. Ocean oh, Seven. 
Jurassic World colon Las Vegas. I think that is the... <laughs> but, yeah. I think it's supposed to give you a real grand, like, hey, now we're living within, like, this is all Jurassic World now. Yeah. I just can't help but think, like, okay, maybe, like, the little dinosaurs could survive and kind of live in our world. I just can't picture a raptor maybe that's i'm just falling into the trap that all these movies fall into that like oh we got a plenty of guns we can destroy it but this is not a godzilla like creature this right. is like yeah i don't know oh also i want to point out there's a scene where the indoraptor is still in the cage and that hunter guy shoots <laughs> it with a trank and then chooses to go into the cage i guess to look at it or to get the tooth yeah and and it it, he goes to grab the tooth and the Indoraptor like waves his tail because it's playing dead or playing right. asleep. And I could have sworn that it like smirks. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, it that, did. Once it did that, it I was like, no, <laughs> no, not buying any of this. Well, I saw that, it. I mean, like I saw it coming. I was like, man, this is, you know. Uh. Well, he does it twice. He does it twice too. Like you would think a dinosaur, you distract him with the tail and then you eat the guy. But he does it twice. He like waves his tail. And the guy's like, huh? And then he waves the tail again, smirks and like then bites his arm off. I just, it felt super weird. I think yeah. if we had a, a count of all the arms that were bitten off in these movies, it's <laughs> a lot of, arms. I think we're up to like 25 at this point. Oh, at a lot of dismembered hands. I'd like to also, see like what the, the hand count from Jurassic World to the hand count of Star Wars. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, 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 you're yeah, right. pretty good. I feel also like the one scene where the clone girl is in her bed, trying to hide from the raptor. Not under the bed, like, in the bed, right? <laughs> in the bed with a sheet, not really covering her either. I don't know what she thought was going to happen, like. If it wasn't going to see her, even though it followed her across the whole mansion. And I, and I was actually excited for that scene when I saw it in the trailer. I was like, oh, yes. that's a really cool looking scene. Mm-hmm. They're going to take Jurassic World into like this darker territory, almost horror movie monster-ish. But then right. they didn't. They're going to kill I, that I'm, girl. <laughs> I, almost, I almost feel like in the trailer she was asleep or I got the the idea that she was asleep when that hand was coming towards or claw was coming towards her, but right. I think it was yeah. good. I think it was a great hand robotics and they milked that claw. That claw did a lot of <laughs> yeah. ambulation. That it, that it did. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't know. I was going to rank Jurassic park three this episode, but I feel like we all know how you guys feel about it and how I do. So let's save that for the top five. Are you, are we good at ranking Jurassic world colon fallen kingdom? Is that yeah. good? So let us do, because uh, Hunter Guy, again, lost his hand over a tooth, from zero to five raptor teeth. Mm. Nate, how many teeth would you give Fallen Kingdom? I give this movie one and a half raptor teeth <laughs> that I would dangle around my neck like that dude. I think was, <laughs> I think he was making a necklace. <laughs> It's going to be a mis- I, misshapen, terrible necklace, yeah. I'm not sure. I think one and yeah. a half. It was really disappointing, and I'm actually glad I did not go see this in theaters because yeah. I can't imagine what you thought when you finished with this, Matt, but the kind of like, man, I just paid to see this. Well, I mean, I had really pass, disappointing. so I... Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I had movie pass. Yeah, basically. Um, 
And I e- but I even bought like a Jurassic World cup that had blue on the top of it, you know, because oh, I was uh-huh. like, you know, oh man, you know, hopefully it's good. And I think I rolled my eyes more than I did when I watched Twilight. <laughs> so what would you give it? Zero to five uh, raptor teeth. Um, I would do like Dr. Alan Grant did in the first movie where he had the raptor claw and he just threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> so one, one discarded away. one. One discarded, <laughs> which is worse than zero, I think. Like if you just discard the one. Yeah, that, that's good. Uh, before I rank it, I will say too that the volcano erupting on the island, you know, the whole premise is we have to save the dinosaurs because this volcano is going to kill them all. Mm-hmm. And they trank Chris Pratt and he's laying on the ground and the lava is inches away mm-hmm. and he's half paralyzed. So he has to like drag himself. I, I was so like, Chris Pratt, this is beneath you. And like, what are you guys doing? If you were that close to lava, first of all, I'm pretty sure you would catch on fire. But that just was so. I know it's supposed to build tension and suspense, but it didn't do anything for me. That that felt kind of weird. I felt like it was very WWF, like back in the old <laughs> days when you thought they were when you thought they were done, Get up! and then they just like jump up out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, and oh, that the nerdy guy couldn't stand him. The did comic not, relief did no no relief there. I did yeah. not like that. No, it was not good. I'm gonna give it one and a half. Because I also have a man crush on Chris Pratt, just a little bit, and yeah, I got to reserve a zero for something that's really, really terrible. So I will give it one. And we've seen a lot of terrible movies. <laughs> yes, yes, we have. <laughs> All right. Well, Matt, what we also do on the show is mm-hmm. a top five, mm-hmm. and now because there are five Jurassic movies that exist in the world, we would like to rate all of them, top to bottom. And uh, I, you've both made me feel bad about my list now, so I, I don't, <laughs> no, don't necessarily want to stick to your be guns. <laughs> oh no, I will. I'll stick to my guns. And uh, <clears throat> so let's just run through our top five, and then we can defend it. I would like to hear you guys do yours. Oh, Nate, this, why don't this you should be like a, like, like a dissertation. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So do yours, and Matt will do his. I'll do mine, and then we'll we'll argue about it. All right. We're, I'm gonna. You want me to go down or go up? What would you like? Uh, top top to bottom. It's easier to uh, think about it that way, I think. All right, here we go. Number one movie, original Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Magic, wonder, the... Some effects have aged super well. Some so not as great. I think the, the, the practical, some of the raptors in the kitchen are still like oh. top-notch. Yes. Uh you know the 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 pure cgi stuff is a little shiny a little meh but i think the whole i think it was great the kids in that movie very much uh make me think of jumanji which as we spoke of is also a a love of mine the original (laughs) right so yeah a lot of a lot of joy, a lot of wonder. I, this is like a fun movie. So number one, I'll go faster now. Number two, I'm going to put Jurassic World, the first one, much to Matt's chagrin. <laughs> I Because here's the thing. It is the closest to fun nostalgia for that original that I loved so much that I'm mm-hmm. actually, a, like, I became a sucker for it. Like Jake Johnson, mm-hmm. like, uh, wore, like, the old Jurassic Park shirt it was just felt like, oh, we get to see what the park actually would be like if it was open. And I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. 
I felt like at that point in time, Chris Pratt was just like, okay, he's kind of the new hero guy. I thought it was fun. I thought it had some like yeah. old callbacks. It was just plum full of Easter eggs. So that's my number two. Number three is Jurassic Park 3, which we have already discussed. Yeah. Um, number four is Lost World. I realized I had not seen the whole thing until recently. <laughs> I'd only seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah. Um, I I felt like it lacked any true enjoy like other than the raptors in the field. I think every other part was just like this feels like just uh, the Jurassic Park ride from Universal just all right, let's just do this so we can get more money. And then Fallen <laughs> Kingdom wrapping it up at number 5. Fall, much further behind the other four in my mind. Okay. All right. How about you, Matt? Um my list is basically in order of release. <laughs> okay. Um, you have the original Jurassic Park. Uh, just, I I always watch it. Like I, I can like if I'm sitting around and I'm just like, man, I really want to watch a movie and I don't know what I want to watch. Let me just pop in Jurassic Park. Like that's how good Jurassic Park is. Um, and I love the amount of subtext that's in it. I like I I've done a whole lecture before about subtext in Jurassic Park and just <laughs> use three scenes. Um, I just love it. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. And, and I also have soft spots for movies that break ground on stuff that most right. movies haven't mm-hmm. touched yet. And so that's why I do that. Uh, Jurassic Park 2, Jurassic Park 3, uh, Jurassic World, Jurassic World 2. That's my list. And just just because I think that even though Jurassic 3 and 2, now just after having this conversation, I actually enjoy watching 3 more than I do 2. But I think that 2 does things better than 3. And so that's I'm going to keep the order, but I do wa- I do enjoy watching three more than two. That's interesting. <clears throat> so I don't know whatever is broken inside of me, but I like <laughs> Lost World the best. I don't know I don't know why. Like after hearing you guys talk about it, I will. I know the first Jurassic Park is a better movie story wise, breaking ground. It is a better movie, but for so whatever reason, maybe it's because I like movies like The Core and terrible movies like that mm-hmm. uh i just i don't know something about lost world i think i've seen it the most and i don't know i know vince vaughn doesn't do a great job but the other guy with the satellite phone he's got some funny lines and um the rap yeah i don't know i don't know the lost world is my number one uh but jurassic park the original is my second i'm putting jurassic world right in between you guys jurassic world is three I like Chris Pratt. I like Bryce Dallas Howard and whatever she does. And, um, you know, the brontosauruses were fake, had some weak moments, but I think also had some, well, I was going to say original moments like the pterodactyls, but Jurassic Park 3 did that first, I guess. So, um, but, uh, but uh, yeah, put that as number three. Jurassic Park 3 is my number four and Fallen Kingdom last. So, you guys both agree on one. Yeah. So you put Lost World as the, your your best, the first in this. Well, list, and again, huh? like I, I always feel like I have to like like preface this, which I, my ranking is not what is the objectively best movie, because if that was the option, I would put the original as number one. But I try to I put these in a very subjective what I enjoy watching the most, and for some reason, something about that Jeff Goldblum Lost World. Maybe it's that rose-colored glasses era, too, because, like, the original Jurassic Park was just a little earlier. Maybe I was 
I, I was too young to see it in theaters, I think. Mm-hmm. So Really? I, well, you know, I say that. I don't even know what. Well, because we're, we're the same age. I know, and I'm trying to think. And I watched it when it came out originally in theaters three times, and then it was re-released. It was extended. The The release was extended, and I watched it two more times then. <laughs> so it came out in 1993. Yeah. Which we were seven, mm-hmm. seven, eight. Yeah, and you I would just not what you no, you let your seven year old watch this movie, Stephen. We spoke of this recently. So you were not too <laughs> you were not too young to watch this movie. Don't even I say you were too young. Because you parented. In the world of in the world of nineteen ninety three, I think <laughs> my parents thought I was too young. And I would agree. I mean I think whatever whatever I wonder. Your kids are hardened, most, unlike you. <laughs> yeah, basically. Cause I do know once I saw Whatever the first Jurassic movie is, I saw. I definitely like thought raptors were hiding in the basement and like couldn't sleep at night for a little while. So I might have just been subjectively too young to watch it when I did. Did not did, Matt when you saw it? Did it not scare you or like? Do you have any kind of no? Scary uh, I mean, it, I mean, it, of course it it's going to scare you a little bit, but I mean, at that time, my parents were probably way different than other parents. Um, like they would forced me to watch movies like the old the old uh, it the miniseries huh. oh, like goodness. when i was really young and so <laughs> you know <laughs> they were just trying to make you yeah. stronger that's all it was and so when i watched yeah, jurassic park it, it was it was it was just it was well, amazing jurassic, jurassic park is child's play probably compared to some of the other horror movies <laughs> exactly <laughs> so okay yeah yeah i don't know i don't know what is it about lost world that um Let's see, when did Lost World okay. come out? Okay, so, okay, just watching 1997, World, yeah. We got Ian Malcolm, who comes back with the sole purpose of, quote-unquote, rescuing Julianne Moore from the island, who is yes. just loving it there. Just loving right. it. Yes. They're, the whole reason for them being there, for him being there, is just, like, collect her and get out of it. And the right. whole reason that that whole crew is there is to take photos and videos of the dinosaurs so that InGen can't come and uh, take them out of there. So it's kind of a a, a naturalist uh, viewpoint. And I felt like the whole right. premise was like not incredibly strong because Dr. Hammond, is he a doctor? No, I don't know. John Hammond <laughs> gave them like a four-day head start and then the InGen crew came in and was like, I think it was a doomed mission. I felt like it was not worthwhile what one bit. And I don't think Ian mm. Malcolm was ever in it, except his daughter I, somehow snuck onto a thing and got to that island. Yeah. I don't understand how you say that. Jeff Goldblum was in it a ton. I mean, I thought. But, like, the uh, the scene with the waterfall, they're hiding behind the waterfall, and then, you know, T-Rex guy, or the guy, yeah, the snake crawls down his shirt, and he runs out. And he out. runs out yeah. at the dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's great. That's right. Great, great. <laughs> <laughs> I will say... Jeff Goldblum's character is so different from the first movie to the second. Like, yeah. I wasn't crazy about his character in the first, in the original. Like, I get it. He was being weird, scientist-y guy, but he seems like a totally different character in the second movie, which, yeah. Matt, maybe you Whatever can answer this, because this is the right. question I had. Why was Ian Malcolm brought to the island in that first movie? What was... Was he brought um, by the by the lawyer, dude? He was brought by the lawyer, and he was, he's a, a chaotician, is his <laughs> profession. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh-huh. 
and I don't know exactly why he was brought on the island. Um, I think, at first, I think the lawyer brought him just to kind of, uh, like, hey, here's a skeptical opinion about the park, and so if the skeptic can be turned, then that's just good news for the park. Oh, okay. And my, and my next Jurassic Park question, Matt, is when they're in the tree and the car is falling down uh, above them uh-huh. through the trees, why don't they go around to the other side of the tree instead of trying to outrun it just straight down? That car is not going to move to the left or right. Why not just go over to the other branches? Um, I, I think it's just uh, the school of um, Prometheus running. Like running away okay. from things. Yeah, I understand. It's just more cinematic to have them run straight away from it than it is to have them just like, oh, this is easy to Skirt get past. to the side. Sure. Yeah, it's probably it's the same logic of, of how did the T Rex you know get out of his paddock when the paddock is so like you know twenty stories deep. Oh yeah, oh, you're right. Oh yeah. Well, there, those are all my Jurassic Park questions. <laughs> <laughs> I do the the electric fence scene in that movie is pretty amazing to you that's yeah a very tense my, my favorite scene is the t-rex scene that that's like when he when the t-rex gets out of his paddock that's the yeah that's yeah. the epitome of jurassic park for me it's, yeah that's one i mean and all the little moments of like the the flashlight in his eye and then his pupil constricts mm-hmm. and then just the, the water shaking i think that's the first time that had ever been done where something big is approaching because you know, you see it in the water. It's cool we yeah. should, they they did that with a guitar under the yeah, dashboard with a guitar yeah with a guitar string, string. Really? That's how they got that ripple. Yep. Yep. They said they tried to they tried to do like different noises and stuff to get it to do it, but it, it didn't look right. So they actually uh, strung a guitar string to the bottom of the cup and then plucked it, and it made that. It's awesome. Ripple. That's cool. And then also the actual um, the big uh, T Rex. Um, it when they were doing the rain scene, it kept getting over wet, and then so it would start shaking and looking like it had a cold, and so they would have to stop for like a couple hours and let it dry. <laughs> And then go back to the scene. Love it. There's a scene where Bryce Dallas Howard falls asleep on Chris Pratt in Fallen Kingdom, and like her hand is in his shirt or whatever. And he wakes and up. That and Henley, sees it. the star of the film, <laughs> that Henley shirt. <laughs> and it's like I, but yeah, like you're right. That's the only romantic moment. Oh no, they kissed. They kissed at the end of the movie. No, they kissed when she was basically like, I've been skewered by the Indoraptor claw. I need you to go and stop someone or do something. And then she (laughs) kissed them as like a, like, you know, like a go get them butt slap. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I did. And I did feel, Matt, you were telling me when you saw this movie, it was just like all exposition for large swaths of the movie. Oh, and yeah. I did feel that, like the old guy in the bed explaining things and mm-hmm. then the bad guy in Dr. Wu and the, it was just so much talking. Oh, yeah. When he, <laughs> so um, when when the girl was, was hiding in his little, uh, yeah, dra- yeah. Or his uh, dinosaur museum kind of thing right. and then the rich guy like comes with another rich guy and he's like, let me tell you exactly how we're going to make money on this. This is exactly the plan that I have for this auction. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, a real like, then, business meeting. Like this is seed money. You like 12 million? I got 94 yeah. million. And he was like uh, this could be some million. He's like uh, that's a bad Tuesday in my business. I'm like okay, buddy. Like yeah, we right. get it. Well, We're compensating then, for something. And then like Wu was angry that they were going to sell the prototype guy because he he yeah. hadn't been given the blood of blue. 
<laughs> right. And then the Russian guy is like fifty million. <laughs> like, hey guys, hey guys, to... they did a blood transfusion of T Rex to Raptor in that movie. And that wasn't yeah, even you know, that the weirdest was... thing in this movie. Yeah, that was the biggest part of the trailer, I feel like, or the most time was given to that one scene, you know, where Chris Pratt jumps through his mouth, basically, after trying to get out of that shipping container. But you never know what they're doing in there when you see the trailer. And in the movie, like, the fact that they're trying to, like, do a phlebotomy on this uh, T-Rex, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I, I think to. what happens with movies like this that flop so bad, or at least in my opinion flop so bad, is... They don't know how to raise the stakes. They think that raising the stakes is, well, we have mm. to go from one huge location to another huge location, mm-hmm. or we have to do something like that, instead of just thinking, okay, what can we make people care about, and then raise the stakes from there. Right. right. It was almost like, I think that's why I believe Lost World is worse than the original, because I think they just did that. Oh, you liked one T-Rex? What about two? What about a mom and a dad? Oh, like you liked, you liked those dinosaurs. We'll give you more. Where what the original movie did so well is that the amount of actual dinosaur screen time is like twenty minutes, but it gave you like the the suspense leading up to it and kind of the questions of should we be doing this? That I still feel like they haven't tackled well. Even in this movie, they're like they say like, "Hey, that girl's a clone," but no one ever stops and has like a a moment of like, "Wait, we just cloned a human." Yeah, hold on, hold on. <laughs> That's true. I mean, they were the take tr- her to the lab now. <laughs> she is a clone. They were trying to escape when they found that out. It, it was a tense moment. <sighs> okay. Well, I'll tell you what. But before we go, because I'm running long here, but I gotta go. But anyway, favorite character across all of the Jurassic movies. Just your top character. If you could pick any one from across the movies, who would it be, Matt? Um, I would say Muldoon from the first one. Which character was that? Muldoon, the game warden. The guy oh, with, when yeah, the, when, yeah, 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 you know, he's, he's, cause my oh, favorite yeah. scene of his is when he's, he's, he's crouched down and he's hunting yeah. the one raptor and yep. he pulls the, the butt of that shotgun really slow and they, yeah. then the raptor pops from the side and my favorite line and he looks over, he's like, clever girl. Yeah. He's my favorite character. <laughs> he is pretty great. That's good. How about you, Nate? Do you have a, a top character? I got it. I got to go Sam Neill. I got to go Alan Grant because I believe he acted the most like a real person in these movies as like, I'm super into dinosaurs, but I'm very scared that a dinosaur is going to eat me. And in Jurassic Park 3, he's like, I don't want to go back to that island ever again. Yeah. If you tell me, (laughs) Ian Malcolm, (laughs) Stephen (laughs) Rowan, so help me. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I was going to say Sam Neill, but, but since you said him, I do have a, a close second, and I'm going to kind of cheat because it's a pair. But I do feel like the two boys in the first Jurassic World, I think they do a pretty good job of you know, portraying two boys that don't get along at the beginning but then through the course of events and trying to survive in the jungle like mm-hmm. the, the the scene where they're stuck in that glass sphere and the you know the indominus whatever is trying to get at them like that was pretty intense and and just like how they grow to actually help each other and i don't know mm-hmm. I, I i bought that part of the story and so 
I like those guys. It. Well, I, I can change mine away from Sam Neill to John Hammond because I believe he is the kind he's of cool, like yeah. he's the kind of like bad guy with super well intentions that I believe in Jurassic Park three the line is like so many atrocities have been done with good intentions. And I believe <laughs> right. that, that that's why John Hammond makes for a great kind of like kind of bad guy, but like lovable. Yeah. Yeah. Also, too, um, I don't know if you've noticed you noticed that uh, in Jurassic World, the first one, not the not the new one, not Fallen Kingdom, but Jurassic World, um, the guy who opened the the new park is like, oh, John Hammond wanted to open a new park. He wanted to open a new park. But in the second movie, where he sends out Sam Neill. Or not, not Sam Neill. He, uh, Jeff Goldblum's Jeff character. Goldblum. When he sends him out, he says, "I just want people to leave those those dinosaurs alone." You're right. True. You're right. He yeah. changed. He no longer wanted that park thing. Right. And they, but they tried to make it like the whole Jurassic World premise is that John Hammond wanted the park opened again so badly that he had this other guy do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Continuity issues across yeah. it. Let me my, tell my you guys second, real quick. Second, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say my second favorite character is a. Uh, Rostagno, the the guy from the very beginning, who uh, he he's the 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 um, the foreman for the, the uh, dig site. Oh, yeah, the foreman for the dig shoot site. Shoot her! No, 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 no. That's Muldoon. That's yes, Muldoon. Yeah. Um, oh, Muldoon the, said shoot her. Rostagno's oh, yeah, right, the right. guy that holds up the ember piece with the mosquito inside, and he goes, uh, "Grants like me, he's a digger. <laughs> he's a digger." Oh, he's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> there are two people That's in this world. Good. There are diggers. And I don't know. I don't have I was, any. I was else. wondering where you're going. With <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Everyone I will, else. I will say all these movies have like a hunter type, and Muldoon was the coolest guy. Yeah. Uh, out of all of them, the guy well, in Lost World is not not as good. Well, because because uh, Muldoon he's he's a game warden, and so he's actually looking over the the well being of the animals, where the other guys were just hunters. They were looking for trophies. Right. That's true. Bunch and of mercenaries. Muldoon, the whole time, Muldoon was like. Yeah, these raptors, uh, that's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he called yeah. it from the beginning. Yeah, I, I love the way he's like, uh, everyone be quiet. They're at the Tyrannosaur paddock. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, that is a great scene, too, in the original when they lower the cow, you know, and you never see the raptor, but then it, it comes out and you just see the shreds of the the harness or whatever. That, that's the kind of stuff that I think the original did that none have done as if well. You, it, it, wa- go back and watch that scene and then watch the relationship between Hammond and uh, and Sam Neill's character. Like, watch, mm. watch just watch them. Because mm. Hammond watches Sam Neill, like, looks at his reaction, right? Like, worried yeah. that he's going to be... Yeah, because that, that Hammond's right. worried about Sam Neill's character, Doctor Doctor Alan Grant. Like, he's worried right, about right, right. him right. and if he's going to like the part. He really doesn't care right. about anybody else. Right. Never, right. never have moving ferns been used so effectively <laughs> to show <laughs> dinosaurs. It's true. The, it's true. You know who had the worst death in all of these movies? The nanny from Jurassic World. Yes. When she oh, got dragged yeah, by the. Yeah. T- <laughs> then just yeah. you thought she was like <laughs> nibble, or maybe the the guy who got nibbled to death by the little ones, or maybe the dog in that doghouse. They killed a dog in Lost World. <laughs> P.S. <laughs> they did. They did. No, I we think should, the nanny did. I think the nanny did because yeah. we didn't we, like one. She wasn't a bad person, so she didn't deserve to die. Unlike no. unlike Nero, <laughs> right. you know the the lawyer who needed to die from the beginning because he was a jerk face. <laughs> Right. I, I think the most satisfying death, though, is Newman or, uh, you know, in the original <laughs> Jurassic Park with yeah. the Dilophosaurus, uh, you know, <laughs> he gets spit in the eyes and then eaten in the yeah. truck. 
That's the yeah, most satisfying one. Two men used a winch in the rain. Neither man lived. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, that's pretty good. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Why don't you tell people where, Thanks, they, Matt. Could, where yeah. they could find your stuff? Um, just go to just just go to mattnews.biz and it'll take you straight that's to my right. Facebook page and that's where I post everything. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right, mattnews.biz. Welcome to mattnews.biz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's a free one. <clears throat> yep. Well, thank you all for joining us. Yes, you could follow Nate at uh, Nate Baranowski, me at Stephen Robles, and our new Twitter handle at Movies on the Side. Mm-hmm.